To the Fresh of the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kay Fresh. Uh, this is episode 22. Yes, we're at 22 now. Today is March 15th, 2016. Uh, sorry, usually I drop these on Mondays, but uh, I really wasn't feeling well yesterday. I've been having some issues with my neck recently. I don't know what's really going on. It's just like, I, it, it's, I feel like whatever problem I'm having, it's early enough to maybe curb the issue or whatever so i'm trying to like take care of it before it gets any worse it's pretty much like if i move my head to like any of like the extreme length of like moving it you know to the left or right or up or down it really hurts or if i'm just sitting for like a long time or definitely when i'm laying down there's just like it, it just hurts it's like sort of like a pulling sort of feeling i don't know like in the whole sort of spinal region from like the back of my head all the way down to the middle of my back. Um, I can move my head and my neck just fine. It's just like there's something going on there and I want to like try to figure out what it is before I'm before it gets some gets to a point of no return or something, you know. Um I've had, you know, definitely some aches and some injuries um, you know, the past year and I've been able to kind of get rid of them all through minimal amounts of medication, but definitely like physical physical therapy and yoga. So um, I definitely want to continue that route where um, if there's any sort of way I can work it out, you know, physically, holistically, without medication, masking anything or whatever, uh, th- that's definitely how I want to go about anything. Because medication, this is why I don't do drugs re- uh, recreation- recreationally. Because everything makes me feel horrible, man. There's only, like, a few things that I can... I can take, like, Motrin PM that doesn't bother me. Um, my doctor uh, just prescribed me some uh, prednisone. It's like steroids. That doesn't really bother me. Uh, certain antibiotics when I'm sick, that, that really doesn't bother me. But outside of that, pretty much everything just makes me feel like crap, like... That's why I don't smoke weed. Smoking weed ugh, makes me feel like crap, dude. I haven't done that in years now. Um, muscle relaxers makes me feel like crap. Everything makes me feel like crap. And that's why I don't, I've don't. i never even tried to even do harder drugs. Just for the obvious reasons, okay? I'm not trying to be a drug addict. But then also, it's just like I know that I'm going to have like the worst effects from it. You know, That's different than anybody that actually likes doing that shit. So, fuck, man, like, I just, like, decide, you know, I'm just gonna, I gotta work things out, like, naturally. I gotta, like, do yoga, stretch, or, I wanna work out more. That's what, that's what my ultimate goal of getting all these sort of aches and injuries healed up is that I wanna actually start working out, maybe build some muscle or tone to my body. Uh, I, um, I got really interested in taking, um, kickboxing uh there's a place in detroit that really uh or an eastern market jabs gym that my friend niles he know he's like business partners with the owners of it that looks very cool you know and they have kickboxing and other sort of things there and it looks really cool and i want to try it out you know so 
because I'm definitely, it seems like a great workout. It'd be a, something great to learn, you know? Uh, so I definitely want to like continue to do that. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what the, what the fuck is going on with my neck. So that's why like this, this podcast was a day late this week. Cause I was just like in a painful sort of haze yesterday. All I did was sit on my couch, watch First, I watched Glory Kickboxing. Then I watched about five hours of New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, New Japan Cup. I still got to watch the last, you know, the finals, you know, the last day, the finals. And then I watched uh, WWE Raw. Like, I literally watched some sort of, like, combat sports all day and just didn't think about anything else pretty much. And guess what? That felt great. I got a good night of sleep. I feel, I feel, I feel very refreshed today. I went and got my... I went and got an MRI done on my uh, my neck today, so hopefully uh, they could see something in there. I don't know if it's I gotta get some sort of chiropractic thing going or there's some sort of I don't know exercises that I can do to sort of heal what's going on. But I, hopefully it isn't anything bad. Hopefully it isn't any sort of bone issue or slip disc or it 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 seems very minimal. Whatever's going on seems very minimal in there, but it's causing a very annoying pain that really sticks around to the point where it's kind of hard for me to sit down at a desk and and kind of work on something for a long time. I have to take a lot of breaks, and, and at the time it does start to hurt, like I get a headache, and then I just get super tired, and then I just have to go lay down for like a long time, and I'm getting, I'm feeling more fatigued than ever recently so I just want to I'm really just trying to get physically fit now 35 right now th- that's like that point where you know what you're getting older things are starting to ache <laughs> more often than anything so you should probably start really taking care of your body if you haven't already uh I'm, and sort of I'm trying to sort of eat better I can't this winter I totally fell off the wagon with my whole no pop thing and I was, I got to the point where I was drinking maybe one or two cans of Dr. Pepper. And then I was eating donuts a lot again. And it got to the point recently where I was just like feeling bloated, just heavy and ugh, icky. To the point the other day that my stomach was just all out wrecked, you know. And I had to just, I was just chewing on Pepto-Bismol tablets all day. But now, I, even a few days off of like not eating donuts or drinking pop or you know just eating light like I feel a lot better like my stomach feels a lot lighter so I want to try to continue to do that like eating healthy is such a hard thing to do though because it's so confusing about what's what's like really healthy and the thing is you can't even trust what is marketed as healthy because there's a lot going on behind the scenes that really it's like that can you even really trust when it says organic anything it's really uh you got to do so much homework to eat healthy now because they have there's so much so many chemicals and everything's just being marketed up to the wazoo oh this is healthier than this but it's not really that much healthier you know um i was and and what made me think about this is like um the kind of like the tech reporter and wrestling aficionado, whatever, Katie Linendahl, she on her podcast, Katie.show, she had uh, Dr. Gundry on there and he was just telling, he was just breaking down 
so much stuff about foods and the body and everything to the point where like you're just like I can't trust anything that I'm eating anymore. I'm like oh like oh like it's crazy, you know. And that's there's ways of curing stuff by just changing your diet. And it's very it's very 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 just confusing. And I feel like that kind of led me to something else in regards to this podcast, you know. We're 22 episodes in. You know, I started as like I want to just talk about music and wrestling, and the music part comes easy, you know, uh, just because I've solidified sort of a my place, somewhat of a place. I'm not like the most popular journalist like out there, but I know a lot of people, so I can always continually have people to talk to. But um, the wrestling part has been kind of hard, you know, because like there's so many, there's like. There's so many wrestling podcasts. There's a ton of them, man. Like, and everybody, and there's so many wrestling rumors, and everybody thinks they're they have an inside track on everything, and it's all a bunch of rubbish. That, so, like, doing the wrestling part is kind of hard. So, I I kind of had this idea the other day that, like, of kind of tackling this uh, podcast more of like as a sort of road to discovery, and. I felt like through music and through wrestling, I've been able to like been ins- be inspired to do certain things. Like I've been inspired to kind of like want to work out from watching wrestling because you have, you're in this new era where people are, where uh, wrestlers are, you know, trying to take care of themselves, you know, physically more than back in the day. Back in the day, you had a lot of big, fat, just tough guys and stuff like that. Now people are actually working out or, you know, eating better or whatnot and people in music are doing the same thing you it's like super punk rock to be vegan you know (laughs) but like that's something that i it's like kind of like a road to discovery that i'm trying to do and i think that's where i don't i don't know what this podcast is but i kind of wanted i've always wanted to be a thing where it's very sort of therapeutic for me so i I think there's going to be a lot of episodes coming up where i might just pick something that i want to learn about and sort of kind of figure it out and document it on this podcast. You know, maybe I'll go, you know, hit up somebody, uh, a wrestling school, and talk about all the aspects of what goes into what's being taught there and what goes into those first steps of becoming a wrestler. Or maybe the, the whole kickboxing thing, or maybe eating right, or whatever. And sort of frame it in these sort of ways that it relates to like wrestling and music. Because I kind of want to like keep it within those realms too. But I want it to be the sort of because that that's my favorite part of it all is discovery. Like a lot of this, these episodes are already have been with bands and artists that I just discovered, you know, through whatever publicist or whatever, and that I feel like need to have their story told, you know. So I I just want to continue on with that. There's definitely people that I really want to that I've been a fan of for ten, fifteen, twenty years that. I just really want to have on the show and just talk about history and everything. And we're going to have those episodes too. Uh, And I've already been talking with a few people that I've been longtime friends with that we're going to sit down, shoot the shit about, you know, music, Detroit hip hop and whatnot. So we got some really cool stuff in the works. But I just, you know, I'm still, I'm thankful for everybody who's listened thus far. I've had really good feedback from people. I've had some good constructive criticism from a few people. 
I'm just kind of like shooting at the hip right now. I don't know what this thing is about right now. I'm still a long ways from from being a popular sort of podcast, you know. So if you like what you're hearing and and you want to support, like at least just share it with me. You know, if you're on SoundCloud, you know, reshare the episodes. Uh, share the links on your social medias on Twitter and Facebook and Google Plus and whatever else you're you're on message boards. I don't know. Just call up somebody and go, did you hear this new podcast? You know, <laughs> whatever. I don't care. Just just spread the word, man. And, you know, please leave comments. Please, I love hearing from you. You know, just leave comments on the SoundCloud. Leave comments on iTunes. Uh, email me. I don't care. Hit me up on, on, on Facebook and Twitter. Let me know what you think, you know. Um, if you have something to add to these conversations that are going on, dude, don't hesitate. You know, you can... Uh, Hit me up. Just you know, email me at questions at freshesthepodcast.com. Uh, you can hit the you know hit hit us up on Twitter. There's a fresh is the word one. That's fresh is the word number one. Or my my personal Twitter is Rensoul R E N S O U L. Uh, you can go on the Facebook, which is facebook.com slash fresh is the podcast, and j- just just give me some feedback. That's cool, man. I don't care. Like whatever. I don't care if it's be like good show, or if you want to share your stories man we've had some really great episodes thus far you know and there's there's been a couple that we've you know i've talked about some real shit like i really want you to go back and listen to the uh episode with natasha Camaro if you can like because we talked about some real shit on that podcast um i have a lot you know i've and i have some cool ones lined up with a you know a bunch of like, there's a lot, like a lot a bunch of like indie rock bands coming up <laughs> uh because uh that's kind of like where i've let this thing kind of it's been naturally been happening because I've been talking with just a bunch of indie rock bands recently. Uh, what else have I been doing these days? This past week, uh, last Wednesday, there was a like a free surprise show at the um, downtown at the the Garden Theater by the Roots. It was put on by uh, Martel Cognac, and like. I just I just started to get a, I got sort of got like a press invite, but I had no idea what this was going on. I had no idea where they how they got the invites out to these people because I didn't hear anything about it. But when it got there, it was filled, and it was it was really it, the show was kind of different. It was kind of like a social setting with like the Roots playing in the background almost. It didn't seem like much of a Roots concert, which it was, but at the same time, it was, it was so social. It was really, but beforehand, uh, I took my friend Lane with me, and we uh, were a part of a, uh, you know, a press-only cocktail, or I mean, a cognac tasting, and first they gave us a cocktail, it was like this drink with like some peaches, whatever, tasted really good, then they gave us a couple other, you know, flavors of cognac, and there's the whole like, smell it, do you taste the nuts, do you taste the almonds, the vanilla, all that stuff, I, and I'm that I don't. Re- it's that's different to me. It was really kind of weird. It was cool though, but it was just like so different to me. The whole time I kind of wanted to be laughing the whole time because it was like I'm not used to that. They're taking it so seriously. They're they're cool and all you know friendly and everything, but it's like taking, like drinking so seriously. And then after that, we got to uh, every, the, the little handful of press there. Uh, we got like uh, there's like a ten minute sort of press conference sort of, like, 
interview with uh, Black Thought and and Quest Love, um, which uh, I guess I'll just I'll just play you my part from it. Uh, I asked a couple questions uh, to the fellows, so uh, yeah. Before we get on, let me just play that uh, that that excerpt from the from the interview. When you look back to those early years when you first started in the band, going into organics and to uh, do you want more, what was your fondest memories of that time? The good parts, the struggles? Um, like for me, just off off top, uh, some of my fondest memories are, uh, you know, just getting, like we would come, we would literally be booked to do performance. <coughs> just walk out on stage and just have no idea what the performance was going to be. I would, you know, just, you know, freestyle like a group huge section of the show would be like freestyle between me and uh, Malik B, who was the other MC in the, in the band at the time. Um, you know, it was just a lot of uh, improvisation. Um, so I definitely, uh, you know, um, I miss that because I feel like, again, like uh, the discipline that I got from having to improvise on stage with, with the Roots during that time, um, it was applicable elsewhere. It just, you know, just made me like a better MC when I, you know, stepped up away from and then it, I, we, we lived in London for a year, like all together in one little flat. Um, and yeah, you know, we were super broke. Not even <laughs> to make phone calls and stuff. You know? But um, you know, those are like just some of my, my fondest memories. You know, like just being broke and just making making music when you know it didn't necessarily matter. Uh, you know what we were making. I mean, I'll, I'll say at the time, uh, our manager. Uh, since passed away, uh, Richard Nichols would always just say, you know, like, you know, be focused onward. And he used to always make um, tortoise and the hare references, <laughs> which, I mean, you know, at the time when you're just, when you're struggling, you feel like nobody's going to be receptive or appreciative of what you're doing. Um, you think it's falling on deaf ears, but, you know, it's, it's really unprecedented for any, I mean, Beatles is one of the greatest bands of all time, and their tenure was only nine years. I mean, it was a mighty nine years, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not trying to discount it, but I mean, it's just rare for people, uh, a band at least, to stay together this long and this committed and still, you know, garner this much interest. Yeah, building on that, since you guys came from that era, at that time, hip hop and rap was kind of thought of as, as a young man's game, mm -hmm. but now, and especially you guys being that you're on late night every night and then you have other guys maybe like Scarface who came out with an album this year that's probably one of his best in his career yeah. what's your you know thoughts about this sort of maturation period that hip-hop has kind of solidified itself in um, I mean I feel like hip-hop essentially is still a young man's game you know um, but I feel like as hip-hop has evolved So, I mean, there is a, a space that could be occupied by the elder statesmen like a Scarface or the Roots or Snoop Dogg, you know, but um, you have to have something that's very unique in order to occupy that space. It's not like, you know, just anybody who's from our graduating class of, you know, the early 90s or in Scarface case, you know, the mid-80s, you know, um, 
you even if you're if you can still kind of rap, it takes a lot to to still be relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, because of I mean, you know, hip hop is, is a young man's game, so you have to do. I mean, there, there has to be something that kind of you know distinguishes yourself as uh, you know, uh, like representing uh, the the elder statesman, you know, OG status. <laughs> okay, that was so. That was like couple questions that i asked uh quest love and black thought it was you know it was cool to get their insight about some things that i've been kind of thinking about in regards they kind of involve them and their sort of place in hip-hop uh so it was cool to kind of get their insight about that uh like i said it was a cool show it was just like it was just it was like more of like a social thing i didn't really stay too long for the actual performance because it got like super like hot in the, in the up in the vip section and there was a lot of booze going around a lot of drunk people but it, it was a fun time you know so we don't get you know things like that anymore um in detroit we used to get those sort of all the time but we don't get them get things like that too often so hopefully like maybe we can get things like that more often it was it was it was, it was a cool idea you know big ups to uh martel for bringing that into town uh, so let's kind of get to the show now. I, you know, I've rambled on for about 20 minutes. <laughs> um, got a really cool, like, new group from Detroit, you know. Um, they're, um, they go by the name of Gosh Pith. Uh, both the guys, they're both named Josh, Josh and Josh. Very sort of indie pop, but a sort of, what's very unique about it is that it kind of, it kind of fits swimmingly into the middle of other things. Like you can kind of throw it into like some hip hop stuff and it kind of has a hip hop vibe to it, you know, with sort of the beats and the sort of like feel of it, you know, it's like some hip hop stuff with some dude singing, you know, but then it kind of has that sort of indie pop feel to it, but then it has that little bit of electronic feel to it. So it was like super, Super cool when I, you know, to, you know, very, you know, sit down and talk to these guys and, and sort of shoot the shit about, you know, where they came from and, you know, where, you know, where, where their heads are at making music. Uh, they have a new EP out. It just came out called Gold Chain. Uh, you can pick that up uh, online. Uh, it's on vinyl and uh, digitally. Uh, if you go to goshpith.com, that's G-O-S-H-P-I-T-H.com. If you don't, if you don't understand how, you know, kind of a weird name but uh definitely it was cool to talk with these guys uh they're definitely so they're definitely a couple guys that you should definitely stay you know keep you know you know be aware that they're going to be doing some some really dope shit in the future like this is just the beginning i feel like these these kids can do like some really cool shit you know so uh let's get to the interview with gosh pith You know, how did you guys like first meet? We By chance. Yeah. When we started making tunes, um, the homie founder of All Good Records put us through to each other years ago. And we were just, we gelled well musically. Yeah, that was a long time ago. We've been making tracks together ever since. Yeah. How long ago was that? Like, um, probably like almost five years. Um, for a while we just like made 
we made we just created a lot created a lot of stuff and didn't have any really restriction at all um yeah just kind of like organically we just make shit because like dilla I don't know. <laughs> I just make yeah, we, we, shit. what he's trying to say is we made a, we've made a lot of different kinds of music together, uh, and it just kind of organically, slowly evolved into the kind of music we make as Gosh Pit. Yeah. D- um, individually, how did you guys, you know, each one of you guys just first get into doing music? I was really into hip hop when I was a kid, like boom bap hip hop, like. 11 and 12 and 13. Yeah. And I just wanted to learn how to start making beats. So I just got a bunch of crack software and started making beats. <laughs> the first program I ever used is called Adobe Audition. Oh, yeah. I still like use 3. that. 3.0. <laughs> <laughs> and I use that for all my, my yeah, podcast audio editing, editing and yeah. everything. It's, it's great. It was, it was sick. There are a couple key features on there that I haven't seen anywhere else to this day. <laughs> But um, I just like made beats by myself, and then my friends from high school would come in and we'd rap together. You know, just like the story of probably like most people making music on their computers today. But yeah, that's the gist of it. Where did you grow up? In Oakland County. Okay. Yeah. And then like I was making tunes. I still to this day can't even fucking like press record and record a tune like <laughs> produce it, but um, I've just been doing the same shit kind of for like fifteen years, just like maybe even longer. Yeah, probably like I can't even remember how long ago. My mom was a singer, my dad like managed some bands, um, and he's like a huge vinyl collector. Um, and he's just like with bands that would just like wouldn't make any money at all and shit, wouldn't be able to pay him. They'd just be like, all right, we don't want to use this old ass like eight track recorder anymore because it's like <laughs> nobody uses that shit anymore. Or like a guitar or something would like make its way to me through like gifts and presents and shit. Like, or throwaways from yeah, the bands. That yeah, you they, would, shit. they would throw away shit like that was used in like a video that did like smash. And my dad would be like, yo, I got you this. <laughs> and I'd be like, dope. Um, and yeah, I just like made songs on acoustic guitar, mostly for. Did you self-teach yourself? Yeah, I had um, one dude who taught me some shit like for a few months. This dude, Chris Brantley. I st- I, he's I still don't even like haven't talked to him in fifteen years, but he showed me some shit that like enabled me to teach myself how to play. I mostly just play as like a vehicle to write songs now. Looking, you know, looking back, do you do both you guys remember like the first (coughs) song or or artist or album that you ever loved? That's really hard. I had one that I was well when I was. The first record I loved was like Jimi Hendrix and the Experience. Dude, that was one of mine too. Yeah. Like when I was six years old, yeah. it was I had, I had this this um this cassette. It had two in one albums. It had Audio Experience and Access Bold as Love. Uh-huh. And then um along with that, I it was Def Leppard and The Who. Wow. Those were like the three bands that I loved when I was six years old. That's hot. And that was the first stuff that I ever loved. That's sweet. That's dope. That's dope. That like yeah. Jimmy was. That shit's just so hot. 
I like one of my oldest memories was like my older brother, his his mom his friend was like over for a play date. Like he's only a few years older than me, so I must have been like five years old or some shit. And he was like eight, and his friend came was getting picked up by his mom. Like, and his his friend's little sister like came along. So I was like, oh shit, and I like hopped up in my like twin mattress like shit bunk bed shit and threw on like the Jimi Hendrix TD because I heard she was coming over <laughs> and I was like got put on my fly shit like took my shirt off like five years old I was like yo you're what's trying, up you trying to mac when you're five years yeah. old man I was like this has to work that's fucking awesome but uh I never heard that one before I, my dad just remembered me reminded me and then he, but he was like, yeah, also used to love uh, Aqua and Spice Girls. <laughs> Straight up. I yep. was like, oh, word. well, they made hits, so. Oh, Aqua had that, that Barbie Girl song. Yeah. <laughs> that was like my target age, like four years old, just jamming. <laughs> definitely, yeah, that, that, that was definitely targeted. I know little kids would love that shit. Mm-hmm. Even though if you really listen to that shit, that shit was dirty <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> That's kind of like old ass production on that shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's so funny. What about you? What was your uh, first record or whatever? I mean, I was like, I I came from a bit of a different situation. Like, nobody in my family was particularly that heavy into music. Uh, And, like, you know, when I was little, I would just listen to the shit that was spoon-fed to me and really fuck with it. Like, I I fucked with it all. Uh, Montel Jordan. Yeah, I have a good memory of like me singing that track in my basement by myself <laughs> when I was little, playing original Nintendo. But the first shit that I really like sought out or like was not spoon fed to me was like, uh, pro- like Common was probably the beginning of it, and then it spread, you know, from Common to most Def and Talib Kweli and that sort of music, and then it kind of led towards. Dilla, and then it kind of exploded from there. But that was just like the first shit that I ever found out about that blew my mind of you know on my own. And I actually it, there's this website called OK Player. It's pretty it's a pretty oh, yeah, big yeah, music yeah. blog now. But back in the day, it was pretty much just like a like when I was like 12 and 13, it was just an internet forum. And I like I was 12 years yeah, old. Yeah, I was I was definitely into yeah, these I, guys. I was definitely on that when around like 98, 90. Yeah, and I was yeah. I was definitely. up on that shit every day all day long and just like and i would post on there with these like 35 year old dudes Wait, what, what was your and like trade freestyles with those dudes <laughs> i honestly have no idea what it was but there's the thing everybody every, everybody always remembered everybody by yeah, their, their what it was. name on there yeah my, to... my shit was space man jeff i wasn't like a prolific because i was fucking 12 years old and that was my first instant messenger screen name but I, I wasn't prolific in any way. I, you know, I was a lur- lurker, as they say. Yeah. But I, I had some posts, and they, were, they had this freestyle form, too. And then, so I was reading about these dudes, and, like, all, Questlove would go on there and post, like, all these stories and, like, tell everybody, like, yo, like, you guys got to check out this shit. And they had this, this freestyle board on there, and I yeah. would go on there and just, like, write these bars. And, like, I couldn't <laughs> even ha- – I didn't even have any cadence <laughs> at that point in my life but from there I like started like rapping and making beats all at the same time and yeah it probably did directly come from being a part of that message board 
I, it was a little freaky to, at first, like for me to like be on this message board with all these random ass old people, like in my, you know, in my eyes, old people. But I had this really close friend who, who is also, you know, tangentially related to this guy. It turns out, but his name's Josh also. And he, <laughs> since he Josh. was since he was like seven fucking years old, this dude had been posting on Jane's addiction message board. <laughs> like he, he lived. And died for Jane's addiction when he was young. And I grew up with that little kid and like, I did not fuck with Jane's addiction, but I respected that he was on that message board all day. He's still on the Jane's yeah. addiction message board. Like he has lifelong friendships from that shit. But it didn't get that deep for me, but Yeah, the OK player years were definitely it, it was like this crazy sort of movement that happened with the online community before social media that everybody just kind of went there to talk about shit and yeah it was literally like a bubble that, i was that, the only one of my friends at my suburban ass high or middle school really or in high school like who was even remotely doing anything like that or like yeah. into that kind of music and that dude who he mentioned who originally connected us the, the who runs all good records now was like the first guy that i would like talk to that shit about talk, <laughs> talk about that shit with it was really we were like on the back of the fucking bus going to like bowl for gym class or something and he was i put him on to some shit put him on to most death yeah i I remember those years because like um around that time too i created a website called renaissance soul that was based around Dilla's discography and i was the one who like did all the research and actually posted a whole discography of Dilla's works on OK Player. That's, that's tight. His first, because what was your name, yo? Mine was K Fresh on there. Oh, no wow, man. classic. Yeah. And, um, that's funny as fuck. And, yeah, because everybody was arguing about which records Dilla produced, especially the ones that were under the UMA right. production team. Like that Janet Jackson, Got It Till It's Gone. Yeah, it's still like that. debated today yeah. whether he did it or not. Yeah. Like, or that Tupac got uh, what's that Tupac one that people always think he did? Oh, he didn't do that, man. Exactly, do for, do for love. Yeah, no, he didn't. Man, that was <laughs> hot. that was debated a lot, yo. Yeah, no, no, not. Sounds like a Dilla beat. <laughs> I was yeah, I was like That's literally. Funny as fuck. I literally did all the research about that and like and I first posted it on OK Player because everybody was uh, arguing about it, you know, especially the Uma remixes and stuff like that. And then I did a whole website around it, you know. That was my little way i got into the music scene Fuck you know because mm-hmm. like because yeah. after that like i it was i didn't get a ton of traffic to the website but i got there was this niche following of people that are now famous like like ninth wonder was going to it and nicolay yeah. and yeah. flying lotus and like all these guys were going to my website they knew about my website because they're all dilla heads you know at the uh-huh. time yeah they would all post on the forums all the time yeah <laughs> and they post on, on my forum too like on my website it was it was, it was dope as fuck and like it, that, like the OK Player Forum was actually a, a really cool community. Yeah. For a while, it it got out of hand after many years, like to the point where uh, it's re- it's referred to as that site now. Like, <laughs> oh, they're over there arguing on that site, and we don't even speak the name anymore. <laughs> That's funny. That's crazy how much if you, shit if, came from. It. If you if you literally like say the the term that site to certain people, they'll know exactly what you're talking about. Huh. That's funny. <laughs> Because it just got out of hand with people just, like, arguing and shit on there. What up, yo? How you doing? Oh, it's Garrett in the house. Hey, Fresh. What up? What up, bro? Chillin'. I'm just chillin'. 
Yeah, man, this, this it's a pretty funny scene up here in this church right now. We got Studio B is full of the entire Bruiser Brigade team is in there finishing up Cash the Cushman's album. There's like eight dudes in that tiny ass room up there. Young Heavy Souls teams up in Studio A. Eddie Logic's just left. Where did he walk in? Let's let's talk about Jax is up painting the third room. Clint <laughs> yeah. Eastwood. Yeah, we're here at Assemble Sound right now, the church. Uh, kind of talk about uh, you know just hanging out here and recording here. What sort of atmosphere it is like being here? There's probably like I don't know, twenty people like just coming in and out of here every day. All different people, um, musicians from around here and from out of town that come through, but I don't really know how to describe it other than just like a, a creative, it's like a real life okay player. Straight up, <laughs> straight up. Yeah, it's just like, it's a it's a creative space and a creative hub. It's, it, that's pretty much it. It's just, it's just like a place where a bunch of musicians are walking in and out all day long. Like I was just upstairs with those dudes in a session, just sitting in the back listening and like, <clears throat> gave them a couple pointers. They gave me a couple pointers and I left. Because I just happened to be passing through. Yeah, it's dope. It's busy. Black Noise works out of here. He's got like Zaloopers, Joe Pet up there right now. Skywalker. Um, I don't know. We hang out here all the time. We record here. It's a super old, vibey place. And it's really cool to be a part of like it's good to be with people that are all on the come up. Cause you can't be on the come up unless you're hanging out with people that are on the come up, you know. Right. Right. Yeah, this sort of vibe is something that was kind of missing in our city for a long time. Like, even if you go back to generations, like the Motown era and everything, you had neighborhoods where you had a lot of musicians in the same neighborhoods, like block on the next street or the next block down. So everybody always had that creative vibe. but. It kind of you know went away for a little while, just with the sort of transition that Detroit was going through, you know, yeah. and how our certain scenes were kind of breaking down and whatnot. There really wasn't a transition from like one generation of our scene to the next, you know. So sort of like that community is you know sort of got broken down. So it's nice to have a place now where yeah, like I said, people that are uh, up and coming can you know all just vibe together and. Learn from each other. Yeah, it's dope. It's real dope. It's uh, yeah, go ahead. Most places before <coughs> this spot, I don't know, we're st they were exclusive. Like, this place is exclusive, but if you have dope shit, you can come in anytime. You're a good person, but I feel like, in my opinion, it was just like, I don't know, Detroit, is, it's funny, if, if nobody, like, why would you be excluding people if you can't, like, even make shit that pops off, like, I could see, like, Moody Man, like, I could see why he wouldn't want us to go in and, like, <laughs> try and kick it with him, but, like, but, like, I feel like... Well, I think what you mean level. to say is, like, the only barrier to entry to coming in a place like this is that you just are putting everything into the goal of being a better musician, songwriter, producer, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you, you're, you're, everybody who comes through here is 
super driven, super about it in general. <clears throat> You were um, kind of speaking about, you know, how the how your music kind of organically got to a certain place. Um, kind of, you know, with you know, Gosh Pith right now, you know, where, how do you how do you how would you describe this project to how it is right now? Where where did it kind of go? Where has it gone since the since it's come since we started yeah, making yes, it? Yeah, like yeah. how has it continued to evolve? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that our palette has just become a bit more honed and like we can express the things that we're trying to express more fluidly since we started. Um, you know, it's less of a game of like making a lot of shit and seeing what's hot and it's more of like trying to make what we hear and what we want to exist and what we'd like to have be in existence instead of just like I don't know Josh it, like it's come from when if Josh made a dope ass beat that was like a boom bap beat we would make it a dope song because we liked hearing it but now it's kind of like gosh pith is like a bit more of a honed palette right um, <clears throat> I don't know it's cool it's like got a very psychedelic but pop nature um, you know, more of like a modern psychedelic. Psychedelia it doesn't sound like electric prunes or like some '60s <laughs> shit, but it doesn't sound <laughs> doesn't sound regular. Yeah, you know, it's actually it's, or it's and it's still not. I mean, it's it's quite honed, but it's not very honed in. But it's not predictable. Yeah, which is really cool. I mean, like you can only sort of say that in hindsight, like. It's not something that we're ever thinking about when we're making or working on songs, but um, yeah, like if if one of us is working on something, like you can pretty quickly tell whether it's these days a gosh pith song or not a gosh pith song. Mm -hmm. it just kind of evolved that way. Where it, when we first started, it wasn't like that. All the songs that we made were just songs. Just songs. Yeah. It's still really fun, but now it's just more fun <laughs> because it sounds better and it's like a rolling ball of energy instead of just right, which makes it more feels. meaningful. Yeah. How effective do you feel like uh, you've been able at this point to kind of take the ideas that are kind of playing in your head and actually get them out there recorded? I it's mean, a hard ass think, thing to do. I think if we were satisfied at all with it, yeah. And we wouldn't be spending as much time as we were, so <laughs> I'd say it's it's still pretty difficult. I mean, that's the I think that that is pretty much the essence of that drives anything in existence, like the inner struggle of trying trying to put something out there and and like constantly falling short, but like being like already trying again before you realize it falls short. I guess. Yeah, like if we ever were to approach that point, like we would probably just have to stop and do something <laughs> else because there would be no point, really. Yeah. Right, if you're just pumping out shit. Like. Yeah, we're just like, oh, that's a hit. All right, later. <laughs> yeah, that's trippy as fuck to think about. You could just turn into like a robot and just pumping out. Yeah. I saw that shit, it's, chal it's challenging to make music every day, and it's a different kind of challenging every day, but... <clears throat> I don't know. You conquer one challenge, and you there's another that awaits you that you don't even know about. Like we, 
we were working on some shit last night that's probably like a sort of radical for some shit that we've done in the you know radical compared to some shit that we've done in the past but it was it was a challenge for a bit but you just work and get over the hump and now we got a couple more humps to climb over tonight after this what I've kind of noticed with the the music that I've heard thus far from you guys is that it kind of it really easily kind of fits in to a lot of sort of styles of music like if you're making a mix of music you can slip it into some hip-hop shit but you can slip it into some electronic shit or you can slip it into some indie rock type shit like mm -hmm. it it's very there's no really bounds to it you know but it moves swimmingly through it through it all Thanks. most people I know ourselves included don't really listen to just one kind of music uh -huh. and you know it, it, it's not a it wasn't like a like a predetermined thing you know we, we didn't set out for it to be that way but I think that's just the nature of anybody making music today is that you, you have to draw you, it's, it's your nature to draw from a lot of different places and mm -hmm. sometimes the output of that is it fits in in a lot of different places like you said yeah I think like that's just the way it's the way of the world right now I mean mm -hmm. there's dope bands that are doing like it's just all how you flip it, I guess. That are making genre music, yeah, you mean? Like, yeah. I mean, like, Waves, for instance, the band, they, you heard, like, one song could sound like it's a genre music, but then they just, like, flip, uh, flip shit all day. Like, they flip the genre. It's just, like, that's our flip on it, is, like, we don't take the genre and then, like, make it sound a little different. We just, like, <clears throat> it's an amalgamation. Yeah, it's a bunch of different shit that we like and listen to all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> mm. uh, what was I just gonna say? Uh, sometimes I forget what I'm about to say. But um, oh yeah, what um, is like your general sort of writing process? You know, do you guys go back and forth, or is it just you guys each do parts, or what is it usually? Um, I usually write the words when we work, but it comes after we've. One of us has started an idea, and then we work together to make it a better idea. If one of us isn't there, we'll work on it, get together, work on it. It's handed off, back and forth, work on it together, whichever possible. Um, and then work on tracking the vocals all out together and like figuring out how to make it sound the hottest. And Yeah. That's pretty much it, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. A lot of the, like, many songs, a lot of the the kernel, the idea, the, you know, the basis of the song starts with Josh, and then it gets passed on from there. And he's, he's definitely more of the songwriter, and definitely more of the, I guess you could say, the finisher, in a sense. Yeah, I mean, it's like I write but, little ditties on guitar all day, so it's a very, like, low, if I just, I don't know, if the back and forth makes it so it's like an idea of, like, nothing can just turn into a really monumental thing, like, and it's important. I feel like it would be 
difficult. I mean, some people can do it like Tame Impala or whatever, but right. I think it's really difficult to like work on your own, really. But sometimes people have the really sweet results. Like, how do you guys kind of, you know, figure out which tracks that you do are good and w- ones that are not, and ones that are Gashpith songs and ones that are just other shit? It's just feel. It's yeah. all feel. It's just, you, like, it's just how you figure it. I don't know. It's like music, the best part of it is that it makes you feel a certain way. And so if we if it feels like we how we want it to feel for Gash Pit, then it's a Gash Pit too. You know? Um, but it doesn't stop us from making other shit like beats all day, melodies, dinner. Yeah, dinner. <laughs> shit. <clears throat> Do you guys, outside of just doing like the Gash Pith projects, EPs, whatever, do you guys have any ideas of doing anything outside of that, like remixing other people or other sort of maybe side projects or whatnot you're thinking about doing? I mean, not, like we've done remixes, nothing mm-hmm. that's ever premeditated or anything like that, like, oh, like this is going to be a, a fi- like an official side project, but right. I don't know, just being in this place, working out of mm-hmm. this church, you kind of like are able to like touch a lot of things in the smallest Spare ways. Night. Yeah. And see how other people are touching other people's things in the slightest way too. But it would be cool to do some more remixes and and like for us to c- collab with like, I don't know, some rappers and mm-hmm. female singers would be really cool. Um, maybe some really talented musicians and players would be really fun to like you know just vibe out that would be really cool if that could happen a little bit this year I mean we do it it's just like everybody's busy you know yeah and we're busy trying to get our own shit to pop up yeah Yeah. Um, I've I've definitely seen you guys live before and you guys got a really good uh, stage show how do you uh, guys go about, you know, translating all this material into a live performance? Um, it's it's a process. It's a process, yeah, and it's it kind of like evolving as it goes. Like even though we're kind of like we play some of the same songs that we've been playing, you know, for a minute, it is evolving. But like it's, I think it's kind of natural for us to make it a good stage show because. I don't know. It's pretty easy to like get in that energy and in that mood mm-hmm. with each other on the stage, but it's definitely evolving. We're we got a couple shows coming up this weekend. We're gonna try to do some way different shit live, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It's definitely always evolving. Are you guys ever gonna think about you know maybe expanding the li- the, the stage show where you have like other musicians on stage with you like a backup band yeah or a band with mm-hmm. the, we would love to yeah hopefully soon definitely yeah um it's i mean like it would be cool to direct a band yeah i got like a 10 piece and <laughs> it's like i don't know if you've ever noticed this when you're watching a show but like like we, we saw a show last weekend together and the opening band was just one person singing 
you know, over tracks. And the next band was two dudes on the stage. You know, one was playing the tracks, just similar to how the DJ was, but he was on stage together and they were doing two things together. And the energy level was between the two people versus just the one person on stage was exponentially better. So, you know, and, and I, I feel like that same thing can sort of apply to what we're doing. Like if we're able to find a cool way to add one or two or more people, it just makes it so exponentially easier for the audience to connect. You know, it's not a formula or anything, but like it just is cool as somebody watching a show to see... I don't know, kind of going off on a tangent, but you yeah. get the gist. <laughs> Whatever, yeah, go ahead and mm -hmm. explain. Yeah. Um, okay, you guys got to have a, uh, an EP coming out. Uh, kind of talk about that. Gold Chain, Bling Bang. Dropping February 26th. <laughs> Ratchet Thang. <laughs> um, chain Tang. Um, February 26th. Slang Tang. Tangy ass shit. It's tangy. It's tangy? Yeah, it's zesty. <laughs> zesty. Yeah, it's dripping. <laughs> it's, um, it's cool. It's like, it's a good EP. Yeah, it's we're a, pretty stoked with it. It's and a snapshot of where we're at and where we're going. Um, it's coming out on B3 Psy Records and it put out some really dope shit. Like, Aquilo, uh, Jungle, Elohim, Ocean. Like, Ocean. Bunch of people that, that we vibe with, but um, we're very excited. Yeah. How do you feel like you on this uh, EP you um you progressed from the previous EP? Um, I don't. When we were making the songs in the last EP, there it, there really wasn't so much of a concept of yeah what exactly we wanted to do. It kind of just came out and it was, and it was a really cool fucking statement. Mm -hmm in my opinion, but this new record's just like a bit more distilled, and um, it definitely takes some of the, the, the ideas and the feelings from that first record and move them in a much further direction, but... Yeah. It's, it's, less, it's less scattered a bit because it was recorded in Detroit only, I think, and here rather than like wherever we could yeah last EP like we didn't mix as much in cars on this one well we reference tracks in it but like <laughs> didn't mix in it and yeah you kind of said that uh that this EP is like a snapshot of what you're doing what do you what do you hope to be able to do artistically you know in the future whether it's coming up this year or next year or whatever Make more songs, uh, make better songs. Yeah. Drink more coffee. <laughs> yeah. Drink more liquor. Have more fun. Yeah. Um, Expand play. our consciousness and horizons. Yeah. Push the horizon. Although the horizon is just always going away. <laughs> <laughs> right when you get there. <laughs> How? Since uh, since you've been guys have been putting out music, what has been like the general feedback from people that have heard your music? You know, what's some of the stuff that you know kind of comes back to you? Um, 
Most people say, how do you say your name? <laughs> no, they say, I don't know, they say it's very fresh. And um, I don't know, I don't really hear what people say about it. I don't know why I haven't thought about it. Most people, yeah. I guess I just don't, like, I don't know, people don't hit me up about it. Some people like it. Some people think it's strange. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Some people, some people like, think it's probably cool. think it's shit. Right. Some people just read some shit that was written about, about us on the internet and think it's really cool just because of that. Some people see us fucking play live on a bill with a bunch of rappers. They're like, man, fuck that band. But <laughs> most people just either think it's good or it's straight or they don't think about it at all. But hopefully, you know, we change that a little bit more every day. Mm -hmm. Do you guys, you know, find it, find any sort of comfort in sort of talking with, you know, your everyday listener of music or whatnot, people that have listened to your music? Do you find any sort of comfort or even weirdness, like just um, talking to your fans if you have any? I like it. I like when people hit us up. It's, it's all, you know... I don't know. People, it's nice when people drop us notes and say your song made my day better. Yeah, that or makes your song, my day better. yeah, made my day worse. Even is fine because <laughs> I don't know. Like they can, then they can go it, start the something that we did. You know, cause somebody to catch some. It made a ripple. Yeah, stuck a nerve. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's really cool to hear. No matter how small or big it is, it's it's really cool. I mean, it's cool when people just like listen. To, like somebody says, like, oh, like I just saw that new music video you guys put out. That was really cool that's cool yeah. that we like could affect somebody for mm -hmm. three and a half minutes it's also nice around Detroit too because hopefully people just like are like alright now nah, I'm gonna make some shit that's even hotter mm -hmm. so <laughs> it's kind of a Detroit's kind of a you know tough place if you can kind of get some get some sort of a buzz around these parts then you're probably doing something right yeah, which is weird. Because you could be fucking up elsewhere and be like, pop it. Yeah. And like, you don't even really have to be doing a whole lot to get a buzz in Detroit, necessarily. Right. Like, we just like started fucking playing shows and told people that we were in a band. And people were like, oh, for sure. That's tight. When's your next show? Where can I hear your shit? And we're like, oh, we haven't played any shows or made any music that we've ever showed to anybody. But... They're like, for sure, like, just keep me posted if you ever want to do a track together. Yeah, it's, we, we should collab. Pretty, yeah, we should collab. It's a pretty well, cool yeah, place like that. The engineer we This homie with. we were just hanging out with a couple days ago was telling us, like, you can pretty, like... He's like, we can start a band right now, make a Facebook page, get a show the by... back room, rehearse once, get a show for Friday, <laughs> and all be getting ass off this by two weeks from now. Welcome <laughs> because, to Detroit. Because we live in Detroit, right. It's pretty spot on. It comes from a guy who's lived here and been in the music <laughs> scene here for a long ass time since I was like he was making tracks here in his studio when I was up on the OK Player forums when I was 12. I think I think Detroit has this sort of fascination with like the new like like some if it's something new then they will like jump on it like but if you have a super hard working band that plays a ton of shows Detroit's like, uh, he's been around. We'll see. Uh, I'll go to their next show, or they just won't support him, or whatever, you know. 
just because like you always see them around. Mm-hmm. But when you have something new and something sort of fresh, then Detroit will kind of jump on it. Yeah, I mean that's why we're fresh as fuck. <laughs> There's so many bands that we're really good friends with around here that play and have seen a amount of shows in Detroit, which is cool. We we've played definitely our fair share of shows in Detroit, but we haven't played here really since what November before that. I mean we've done some we things here, but Chris. but that doesn't even but really yeah. count, you know? Yeah, we don't have a show here till like. Probably the late spring or something like that. Who knows? We're busy till then. We're about to throw a party, but we're not gonna play at it. Right. Not and that's cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, nah, it's cool because like people will see that you're out going elsewhere, and then they'll like sort of. They'll be like, man, I, I gotta go to that shit next time they come through. Bro. They're on or tour, they'll, man. They'll, they'll, they'll see that we're playing here next. They're like, damn, I haven't seen these guys in six months. I hope to God they're gonna play some new tracks up there. <laughs> new set yeah I've also noticed too with everything you guys do whether it's the the website your EPs the videos you guys really take care of like the visuals everything's really crisp and clean very stylish you know kind of talk about having like just the total visual product of your of your um, music it's mostly just it's just like creating something and holding it and like having a vision wherever it comes from the best high is just like seeing it happen and like I think we just emulate a lot of the things that we've loved you know like directors of films people like art in museums and like mostly artists that came before us you know it's just as coming from like a sampling background or like even just a tumbler background, it's always you just pull it up and you see like, <laughs> you're like, oh shit, what is this record? Like, or who is this rapper who's like sipping lean on tumbler? And you're like, I gotta check this shit out. So I think that is like a thrilling thing. I, we don't really focus that much on it. It's just if we see something in it or, or, or we work with Alan Rutt, this amazing artist then we relay her like our vision and then it's just kind of like another one of those back and forth until it's like oh this has just got to go the last fourth to the world Um, yeah I mean one of the best parts like if you keep making enough songs you can just make a lot more visuals and just things that like are more energy to your music you know right yeah that, that reminds me of this uh, quote that uh, Grimes said recently, where she was like, I think I just make music just so I can make mu- music videos for them all. <laughs> yeah. <That's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> Her videos are Amazing. super tight. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. She should be an actress. So that was my chat with Josh and Josh of Gosh Pith. Uh, go support them. They have a new EP out, like I said, called uh, Gold Chain. So you can go to uh, goshpith.com to uh, check that out. And they got some shows coming up. So uh, go check them out live. They're really good live. If you'd like to uh, support the Fresh is the Word podcast, you can go to our website, which is freshisthepodcast.com. And there's a link at the top that says support the podcast. And on that page, there is a PayPal link that you can donate to. 
or there is a Amazon link on there that you can use anytime that you want to purchase anything on Amazon use that link and after you make your purchases Amazon will shoot some commission back to me I'll just go to help the show also I definitely appreciate all the listens and if you definitely want to share the links to the website precious or any of the links on SoundCloud that's definitely appreciated and will definitely help support the podcast you can also reach Fresh is the Word on the social medias at Instagram and Twitter at Fresh is the Word 1. That's Fresh is the Word number 1. And on Facebook, you can go to Facebook.com slash Fresh is the Podcast and give us a like on that page. We're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so go ahead and search Fresh is the Word on there and go ahead and subscribe to us. And it also would be very helpful if you go onto iTunes and give us a 5-star rating and throw some comments on there. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.